1: Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation.
2: Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at Mike C. Tennis on all forms of social media.
1: You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag nb gives back
2: you can also help support the podcast by visiting patreon.com slash behind the racket pod and receive rewards from our travels around the world and now
1: Welcome to another edition of the Behind the Racket Pod. Noah Rubin is once again shirtless. I would be if I had the same kind of body uh, that Noah does. Uh, unfortunately, I don't. Um, I got to tell you. Let me. Let me just. Can I brag on myself for a second, Noah? Can I? I
2: rather not. Please. Oh, fuck, yeah.
1: I know, but you know, just let me have a moment. Yeah,
2: no, you look good. So go for it, man. That's, I obviously I don't you look don't, good. You but don't. I
1: can No, that I was never have. My kind exactly. Okay. Yeah, cool. it was really nice of you. I can say that I have hit my calorie goal on my Apple Watch for 105 straight days. Is that did you reach a max? Is that what we're hitting? I I'm I'm at 105 uh, since February 1st. I have hit my calorie goal every single day since then. I mean, listen, I'm drinking too much, right? Obviously. So the so like I I hit this like plateau for for weight, right? So I'm not dropping the pounds you're that just, I should be. You're just shapes at this point. I, I mean, it's ju- it's one shape. It's pear, <laughs> oval, whatever you not want to call it. One. There's a lot of it. It's, there is a lot of things happening right in here, in this level. I just want people to know um, that
2: you're looking at yourself and, and examining. It's a full... I might be
1: vomiting as well.
2: Uh, it's entirely <laughs> no, that's possible. Me.
1: But I can tell you, uh, since I'm not shirtless, uh, I have hit that goal 105 straight days. And I, I, I will say, I'm pretty proud of that, even though uh, I probably should stop Can you the disclose drinking. on what this goal is? Yeah, 660 active calories every day. Okay. So that means active walking, running, biking, whatever it yeah, may be. Yeah, that's not bad. That, Every day, it's that's yeah, solid. I, it is. It is pretty good. And once this whole, you know, uh, coronavirus, because it's gonna just go away, right? Tomorrow, um, within, tomorrow. Yeah. I gotta notice. I, I don't. I don't know what the president said this week, but um, I yeah, think yeah. it's gonna just go away next week or something like that. It comes with uh, the wind, so, I heard. Yeah, the wind. As soon as like the jet stream just takes it away. Yeah. And then we're yeah, everything's yeah. just yeah, gonna good. be just, good just gonna be five. Tennis um so anyways what I'm saying is uh probably once the coronavirus goes away next week I'm just gonna probably be like 150. are you in yeah I was gonna say you're in professional shape at this point I can see it holy shit I could broadcast the hell out of some tennis right now right yeah that's pretty clear no that's not um let's let's do business here first yes. shall we yeah we, we want to make sure we've been kind of like, lapsing on this this is this is really my fault not noah's because noah is king of the world right now um as evidenced by the fact he's doing every single podcast and the blog new. and video thing that he could possibly do right now but we have been uh, really appreciative of all of our, our great supporters who have been joining us at patreon.com behind the racket pod and so we want to make sure we we recognize those of you that have hopped in over the last couple of weeks uh, michael donatelli $2, Max Lyle, $4, and Isaku Takahashi, uh, one of our $10 patrons.
2: Yeah, I'm, I just want to thank Adam Bartel for his dollar donation, as well as Greg Bukowski for $10 a month that I promise I won't allow go to mycations alcohol consumption.
1: Yeah, I mean, we joke about it, but it's, it's not, not funny. It's not, oh, it's no, not funny, and it's no, not terrible. No, it's, it's really not. Mm,
2: well, I guess we're being loose with that word nowadays but yeah no so what do you want to talk about this week
1: <laughs> <laughs> you uh let let's let me say a couple of things uh off the top oh did you get to read the riley opelka interview in racket magazine by any chance parts
2: yeah i'm actually i've become fairly close with racket magazine over the, and the great
1: people great people so yeah i heard, I saw parts of it um i i have to say i was a big fan of what he had to say um i th- I think he's come a long way in his um, maturity as, as a man. I, I know his family, obviously, and, um, and I've talked to his dad and his uncle time and time again over the years. And he has really grown into the one out of that, that group, uh, excluding yourself. You think about Tommy, you think about uh, Riley and Taylor And Francis, uh, Kaz, he's kind of that one who's kind of gone off and done his own little thing where he's kind of maturing into the fashion art mogul. And I I think it really showed in the interview. And and I, I think he was very strong in his opinions about the fact that the tours have kind of dropped the ball and taking care of its players, and I'm wondering what you have to, to say about that, especially after you talked to him, what, a week ago?
2: Yeah, um, no, his self-confidence, I think, is what has improved over the years, is mm. this idea that I'm going to like what I like, and I'm going to say what I like, and you know, if you disagree, that's fine, but I'm passionate about these things, and I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about it. I think that's been super important for him lately, and getting into kind of this art and fashion icon of the tennis world More or Hmm. less, Um, you know, that's who he is. I think that's what he really enjoys to do. And he's kind of brought others into that world that maybe might not have been a Tommy Paul, might not have been a part of that originally. So I'm all for that. Um, You know, the only negative that I have with everything he's doing is that he feels that it's a lost cause and that's the kind of the problems you know I've, I've talked to him and spoken to him obviously a few times now and hearing these he's super upset with everything that's going on but on when, when i ask him and talk to him at times he's like i don't know what to do though like where do we go from here yeah. i feel like there is no way to go and you know you and i have spoken about this where we both feel it at times but to have another person you're like oh my god we have another person that's you know same mentality ready to fight but they're like wait what am I supposed to do from here? So I think it's that, you know, lost cause feel that we're all getting to the point.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that's, it's such an interesting situation though, isn't it? Because frankly, I, I don't, you know, I, I know you are trying to do the best you can in terms of the idea of doing a league, um, the, the unionization stuff that I know you've been exploring. Out, outside of that, frankly, you have these these great voices who have spoken about it eloquently. John Millman talking about the, the prize money and the lack of representation of people at the lower levels. Riley, what he had to say in, in Racket Mag as well. I mean, you have these very good, strong voices, but yet there's not... What can they do? Until you get somebody who's... Yeah, Roger, <laughs> Rafa... Somebody like that. I, I don't know what John Millman, I don't know what Riley Opelka can do. You can't. I mean, people talk that, you know, as a professional tennis player, you have so much
2: freedom. And we do. We mm-hmm. really do. But when it comes to actual impact on the sport, it's very minimal. And I think that's where it comes to this idea of, hey, you know, I could do what I want with myself. And if I'm not happy, I don't have to pick up a racket ever again. There's no contracts. Mm-hmm. There's no league. And, you know, there's nothing like that. But if I, you know, if I see a problem, if I want to, you know, enable something, there's just no way to go about that in this current system. So, I'm, you know, I don't when I look at Riley and everything he's saying, I don't disagree with this whole lost cause thing. I just think, you know, we have to try, you know, if we're not going to try now, when do we and how can we? And there, are, I do believe there's number and power, uh, power and number, excuse me. Yeah. Um, but it's again, it's we've taken these steps and we haven't seen, you know, the outcome we've wanted. Where do we go from here?
1: I don't know that I necessarily have an answer. Um, where Where are you at right now? Let's Let's give people an update yeah. on on you specifically. You told me uh, when we were chatting earlier this week that for the first time you actually picked up a racket, hit some tennis balls. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I have my. It couldn't have been much worse, frankly, than what you where you were at the beginning of the year, anyways. Beginning? No, that was god awful. I was almost was looking terrible. like Mike Tyson out there. But yeah, well, as Actually,
2: my wonderful girlfriend, Jamie Weisler, sitting next to me, and she could tell you the smile on my face and just the innocent happiness and joy that I had after Mm -hmm. I stepped off the court. I mean, my morale changed. I was brighter. It it literally – it's funny. I don't miss the competition quite as much as I thought I would even though that after an hour I wanted to play points. But it was just this idea of I just want to feel that ball. I want to hit that backhand downline winner. I want to just mess around and be arrogant and have fun and the whole thing.
1: You've never had a problem with being arrogant, Noah. It's it
2: comes naturally. It yeah. does. Tame yes. it down a little bit. Jamie's helped with that. <laughs> she knocks me down a few pegs. So as my good friend Max that you've gotten to know as well. So yeah. Even with the what I like to call confidence um there
1: is self-esteem issues thank you to these wonderful people in my life (laughs) (laughs) um where where are you at so so let let me okay to go to go to that before we start talking about the the union league stuff that you've been working on as well if obviously you're seeing uh on all sorts of different venues right now all the exo tennis stuff california florida germany england's preparing in the next month or so how many how many opportunities have you been presented with or is there one that you're kind of looking at and thinking maybe that's uh, uh, something that will work for me? I, uh,
2: about two or three personally. Obviously, there's some like the California ones. They're not even going to ask somebody from New York. They have their players. Right. Um, you know, I, I'm not willing yet to get on a plane for that reason. Uh, you know, this kind of ties into political views on my end, which is like we were joking about in the beginning. This is not going away tomorrow, you know, and, you know, I I still think we're going to have another outbreak soon. So, yeah, I'm not ready for it. Also, on the end of tennis, because the way people are getting money is through streaming services, they need actual content. These players are going from 0 to 100. Injuries are taking place. People are already not excited to play tennis. And Mm. you take injuries out of it, I'm so happy to be on the court. I don't want to lose that. And I guess I'm sometimes in a better place than others – maybe financially maybe people really need the money so you put that aside i just want to be at a place where i'm excited to play and i'm healthy and i think that's lost right now i think we're just okay. really shooting forward I've, t- I've spoken to players and they're like this is way too much tennis i'm not enjoying it i'm already sick of it after a few days because it's just not built for tennis players it's built for streaming services where they just need
1: content 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 so at this point you are just content with just getting your body back to i mean
2: my father made a joke yeah i'm and this is funny and and it might be laughable but you know we've literally jamie and i've been doing like shanti workouts just for fun because i couldn't do like the assault bike downstairs anymore and i that's helped me get into like pretty good shape Hmm. to get in the court and on court um, you know, grinding pretty hard. I do my running all over the place as I always do. And I actually feel probably the best I felt, quote unquote, coming back from an injury, which is kind of what I'm considering this. Because um, I've been testing my heart rate. I've been using this whoop band. I'm testing heart rate and making sure I feel good. And But still, I'm keeping this lighthearted feel. I think that's super important going back into it. And my father's like, do you want me to feed you balls? I kind of hit shitty today. You want? I was like, no, I just had fun. Like, I don't need any balls. Mm. I feel good. So... I'm probably in this past week and a half with the work I've done behind the racket and our pods and the tennis combined, the best place
1: mentally I've been in a long time. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly that you said
0: whoop. (laughs) Whoop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I believe I saw, uh, who was it? Uh, Luisa Chirico, who was uh, doing an ad for. I actually
2: saw her have one. (laughs) Whoop. Uh, obviously we could see the mental state that <laughs> my cations in right now um but yeah so again i'm far you know i'm content doing this honestly might be giving lessons soon kind of the lessons that i held off on in the next yeah. month or so because uh, a lot of private courts open really i was just waiting for great consistent weather um i'm lucky to have courts kind of in our close circle that we can get yeah. to and be safe so that's really it and honestly um uh, good place with everything we're doing i just Nice to be happy and get outside and feel okay and try not to go down the rabbit hole that is the politics of the United States, which Jamie took my um, phone away for last night. Yeah,
1: it's probably for the best. Yeah, she should take doubt. it. She should take it away more often. Like. <laughs> um, my tennis court here at the condo uh, uh, a week ago, uh, it it floods a lot. It floods a lot, hmm. and uh, there were literally, literally thousands of tadpoles along one edge. Literally, literally thousands. And then we, uh, my daughter, obviously, she's five and a half. Very excited by this. Of course. Uh, the idea that we could go get some frogs, right? <laughs> um, uh, we went back a few days later. I, I, I had a solution for how we could potentially keep a, a tadpole <laughs> and maybe, you know, allow it to grow into a frog. All of them were gone. Like we went from thousands of tadpoles to zero tadpoles. I'm still trying to figure that out. I did hit once. uh, My blisters healed. Um, I was Mm, really excited about it. Yeah, killed. Brutal. Um, Okay, so let's get into the politics of the the tennis side here. Mm -hmm. Do Uh, you think there's going to be a U.S. Open?
2: Can we switch this around a little bit? Give me a second here, okay?
1: Yeah, go ahead.
2: I spoke about this a couple times. (sighs) We're taking too long for everything. And this is kind of the issues we spoke about in the very early beginning of this all, was this idea that, you know, will, will we come out of this and say, oh, we use this time properly, or will we not? And I understand US Open's a tremendous tournament, you know, we have to wait until last second, who knows what can actually happen. I'm saying, hey, can we scrap this all? We already know the US Open is likely not happening. Should we scrap the season and say, hey, we have those exhibitions anyway, let's use it, let's experiment. And let's actually work on things that's going to help tennis. I mean, we're still talking about this freaking player relief fund. I mean, that's
1: unbelievable it's taking this long.
2: It is remarkable. Two two
1: plus months is is horrendous. Horrendous. It is frankly horrendous.
2: Horrendous. So you've wasted this time that could have been used to actually help the long view of tennis and how we actually see it playing out. But now we're working on, you know, and no offense, whatever money comes my way, players' way, will help. But for three, four months after that, it's like, okay, where's tennis? Where's tennis going to be? Do I have a future in this? Will it be able to support us? Like even if they get $10,000 for each player, 150 to 500, it's great. But what's next? And we're wasting this time. We're going to waste three, four months on this. That's embarrassing. I say scrap the season. I say, let's use this time. The next six months, we already know the exhibitions are here. We can experiment with them. And let's see what we can do. I, I just don't see this postponing, postponing, giving people hope. It's not doing anything. And we already know, well, some people already know that this is not going away as easily as others. I think there will be a second act of this. And I think, you know, how how I mean, I've spoken to a few people that say the U.S. Open really cannot take place behind closed doors.
1: It'll move to Indian Wells if it happens. I'm, I'm fairly convinced. Really? That. You think that? I I do okay. Uh, I I I've kind of this. So I was streaming my poker today, hmm. uh, a, as you well know. And thanks for the support, which you didn't offer today.
2: Um, <laughs> I watch you all the fucking that's... time. <laughs> it's like a challenger. I feel like it, you literally were switching roles. You're one of three people
1: watching me play tennis. Now I'm one
2: of three people watching you play poker. <laughs>
1: um, uh, this this thought that that has kind of popped into my head over the last couple of days is, this is. You're just going to, I I know, just dismiss it out out of hand here. I think the way we could salvage the season here is to set up essentially individual tours. Mm -hmm. The idea of European, South American, North American, Australia, Southeast Asia, however you want to break it down. I think that's where you go with, a US Open a French Open a Wimbledon except you make that on I don't know I don't know but you you have something Australia ish you have the US you have Rio and you have the opportunity for players to still play in a tournament that's closer to them so that accommodations can be made for travel that is potentially non-dangerous in terms of car etc whatever and then you have four or five different mini tours um, so the players can accumulate points. Your your Grand Slam at the U.S. Open is going to be instead of uh, what 128, it's going to be 64, and the 60 through 64th players are probably going to be in the 200s. But you know what? It's opportunities for players to play at, at bigger slams with televised opportunities and keeping things safe for the time being. And that's just a thought that kind of popped into my head today about how we could potentially continue to move forward.
2: I mean, I don't know how I feel about the Grand Slams, but why why would you think I would dismiss that? I mean, that's kind of what I've wanted all along, to be honest, was something to that extent of I mean, again, we're looking at tennis and, and Riley, you know, kind of and I were talking about this a few times, was you just look at it and you're like, Where are we missing? You know, what missing mm-hmm. parts are we are, are we losing out of, you know, when you compare us to other sports? And like, you know, you look at it and you're like the even in a situation like this, you have baseball. They're like, we're just going to go to Arizona and we're going to just see if we can yeah. play there and that right. they save the league done. <laughs> and for us, it just, we get the short end of all these sticks and, and you, you look at it and you're like, we can't win anywhere. We can't get this. Okay. Cause if we do this, we can't do this. And okay. So we have, okay. Gambling rights. They're, they're they Cause that's our streaming now. Oh, but if right. I, I got an email from CIU, if I do that, I can't play ATP. And I'm like, where, where can I go? What do, what, do, what can I do right now? So I've been, I've been talking to people. I've been speaking to people. I'm like, hey, if you make a tour, you get actual rights, gambling rights in it. You make a lot of money. Let's say we have something for the next six months. I'm willing to take a chance. You're telling me you're going to make sure I get $150,000, $200,000? Maybe. Yeah, maybe I think about that giving that. In my head, for players, it's just are you willing to give up Grand Slams? That's really what it comes down to for something like this World Team Tennis
1: World Team Tennis has talked about the fact that they're gonna still they're gonna make a decision by June 1st um, of doing World Team Tennis within one locale yeah Um, is that something you have been approached I know you are very high on being involved with World Team Tennis again this year
2: yeah I mean you know not to spill secrets but I don't think this is spilling secrets by any means you know they're trying to figure out at this moment can we have international players that's where Mm -hmm. it comes down to so that's that's their initial step right now you know that's that's the one they're going to figure out once you figure out yes or no to that if it's a no which most likely um, then you start figuring out you know is a leak possible in one location can we keep it safe enough can we make enough money to start you know to pay these players what they're looking for Um, you know at that point you know that with the increase in prize money that World Team Tennis came out with they were getting large names to play full seasons I mean full seasons which they haven't had that luxury in a long time so they might lose a few players here and there but to have just americans on a tour like that i think would be very exciting it's just a matter I, of you know where can that go
1: they're going to have more than just americans because obviously there's still just plenty of international players who are le- using the u.s as their training base right now so if there's not that heading towards a grand slam or heading towards a tour i actually think the player pool for world team tennis is going to be pretty damn good.
2: Oh, it could be anybody. I mean, you're, if you're just throwing out names, it could be like a Zverev, you know, playing in something like that. I mean, there's really no reason why not to uh, to play any kind of competition unless they're really looking at the path. You know, there's always this idea yeah. that French Open is still coming right around the corner. Do I need to be playing in, you know, late August? Do I need to be playing this or whatever the case may be? But I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of options they, they could be going. I'm just, a, at this point, I'm truly cynical that any tennis can really take place this
1: summer at all. What are you encouraged about? What are you positive about when mm-hmm. it comes to tennis right now in, in terms of end of 2020, moving towards 2021, if anything? Because I, that's the thing is, I'm, I'm not trying to poo-poo you here. Yeah, but yeah. It's, there's a lot of things that you could, I can tell you're still quite cynical. I'm actually very upset about the fact that the Tours haven't taken care of its players yet. Of course. But I also think there are certainly some possibilities. What it, what excites you? What makes you happy right now about moving forward tennis-wise?
2: Uh, besides everything we talked about in the beginning of just personally where I'm at, I think what has sure. excited me is in the past few weeks, I've come to the conclusion that I'm done fighting the fight as much right now that I want to try to find people that align with my goals. I think I was kind of sick of hearing the nose, hitting the brick walls constantly over and over again. And now I'm finding that there are more than enough people, people that have made names for themselves whether magazines, whether it's, you know, could be anything in, in the realm of possibilities, but that have that want to support me, that want to be a part of this fight and and truly love tennis and want to see it grow. So that's given me some positivity that no matter where tennis ends up, if there's another league, people want to be involved in it. They love the sport. And I think you know, I'm not excluding not other sports, but I think there's something unique about the true obsession and passion for tennis, knows no boundaries kind of thing. And I think that shows in, in different organizations and different companies and, and individuals that I've spoken to, they want to be a part of. They want to make it work, so even though we're all kind of discouraged and hitting walls within these seven entities of tennis. If it goes another path, they want to be on on that train. And I think that's exciting.
1: What's the last communication you received officially from the ATP tour? (laughs)
2: Um, Well, I think it's funny. We've, you know, I have obviously this group text that I don't always update you with. But, uh, you know, one of the players spoke to a tour manager, and the tour manager basically said for people that don't know, the tour manager is basically the in between for the ATP Mm -hmm. and the players. So you can kind of go to them with any need whatsoever and right. we got an email basically saying you you go to the tour manager he asked you questions and well they'll make sure to answer them and the tour manager said i don't know why they're doing that we know just as much as you do hmm. so that's where we're at and honestly it hasn't gone better since day one of indian wells when they canceled it so you know they could say this and do that and i understand there's a lot of moving parts and i don't envy their position by any means How are we not supposed to be pissed? Nothing's happened. (laughs) You know, women, I think women have gotten money already. They've taken pay cuts like Riley was, you know, uh, testing to. And I just, what are we doing? What are we, we can't even do the bare minimum. It's taking two and a half months to say, hey, we're going to give you, let's say six mil. I mean, I know that's crazy numbers we're talking about, but in that realm, you could find that. I have a really good feeling that you could find that fairly quickly. And the fact that it's taking two and a half months wasting time getting people more I mean at this point, almost any money that comes out, now it's just like, oh, well, thanks. It took that long kind of thing. You know, that's that's how I think the media will perceive it. So, you know, when you ask that question, what am I hopeful for? In the realm of professional tennis, it's just proving my point and our points and everything we've spoken about that these are insurmountable, you know, boundaries to overcome at this point. I don't know if we can keep going this route, will tennis still be there? So, what's your next month look like? Right now, again, it is going. It is teaming up with people I believe in, and and that believe in my cause. I don't know why I keep saying my cause. I mean, the the fight of yeah. you know change in tennis and what we've been working for, and it's it's getting those people on our side, making sure that we have media, making sure that you know players are educated making sure that you know fans are educated bringing people together working hard bringing companies together se- selling the idea of new leagues getting broadcasters and streamers and se- just throwing it out there you mm-hmm. throw the line out there you get, you get enough people to ca- you know to catch that line and you're like wait we kind of have something here you're like yeah it's tough you know we're competing and slams aren't a part of it but like you tell a few players that they can make 150 grand where they can make $80,000 right. $80, and they have no expenses, they start thinking about that, especially guys that aren't in main draw slams consistently. They start thinking about that, and I promise you that. So you have a really cool setup. People are more fun. You have Nick Kyrgios talking to Andy Murray saying, I'm not excited anymore. I just want to play with my lads. And I get it.
1: Him that was amazing.
2: Kyrgios as a person is a hyperbole to the max. But, I mean, he's proving the point that there are people – that just want to enjoy tennis with friends. They want to enjoy the atmosphere and professional tennis doesn't always give them that.
1: I, I think we need to work on getting Nick. uh, Here's what I'm saying. Um, Obviously we joke about me drinking, but uh, (laughs) you, you don't really drink uh, too, too much, but okay. So you can go away. Um, You're irrelevant. Then Uh, me, (laughs) me and Nick, uh, you can moderate. Uh, and just me and Nick will will do shot for shot. Um, I I mean, really, that's the podcast and all podcasts, really. I'm
2: totally on board with that. I we could do something where it's like hot ones that YouTube thing, and you just do it, and it's the the stronger yes. shot, larger shot, yes. every question, yes, correct. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we you know won't be a part of the Tennis Channel podcast anymore, but like, you know.
1: Yeah, but This like, is
2: the pinnacle. This could be the pinnacle. That's it. That's it. I with mean, Andy and Murray we, commentating it.
1: You know, I had a really pleasant uh, conversation with Andy uh, last August when we were in Cincinnati. I'm sorry to hear uh, that for Andy. No, he was. it was good because uh, let me just say this about Andy Murray. Huge supporter of the Challenger tennis. He, he knew who I was once he heard my voice because he was just like, you're – you're the guy who does all the commentary in the States at the Challengers because he watches so many Challenger streams. No, Murray, Nick Curios, Yes. You know, you can be there. I'm and just me. there. Yeah, yeah. You can moderate. Okay. And and essentially I'll, you kind of yeah. guide the, you know, I'll you guide and the path Andy. with
2: Andy doing color commentary.
1: Andy can, you and Andy can have serious conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Nick and I will just go shot for shot. And we'll just, you know, we'll be the the comedic banter to your serious discussion about the future of the tour and frankly i don't think that there's a possibility for anything better in the podcasting venue than you and andy with the serious stuff and myself and nick curios on the comedic side and frankly that's the end all be all of podcasting and once that happens here's my prediction once that happens coronavirus goes away
2: (laughs) mind blown (laughs) mind blown um (laughs) I don't want to be a part because fake news isn't essential, so I don't want to be a part of this right now. Yeah, sure. Um, but I'm not saying it's not going to go away <laughs> with your head thumping on the table from alcohol poisoning.
1: All right. But worth a try. Can I just point out, uh, I, I don't know if you can actually How see How much this? of this do we have to edit out? Uh, All of it? Just the part about, just the
2: one part. Okay. Uh,
1: I don't know. Have you noticed that I'm growing a mohawk? I'm sorry? you do them your mohawk you're bald. well there's there's like a what's happening i'm going to mohawk why is that happening why is it happening well i'm kind of you're
2: twitching too much p- you're you're streaming kinda, too much this is a problem
1: i kind of i'm kind of bored do
2: you want to talk you about know. it on air or not not really okay
1: yeah we'll just uh, just just know that i'm going to have a mohawk in uh, the next couple weeks you got nothing okay um it's been a fun podcast. Um, love you lots. Um, obviously. And, uh, I look forward to doing this again sometime soon. Um, let's, let's, can you, can you call Andy? (laughs) I'm actually kid you not. I am sending
2: this to Nick after. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just want you, you're going to send me the edited part at the end. Send me that just two minute thing. I'm just going to send it to him. All right. That's it.
1: We're, we're down. He, he knows who I am. Oh, oh, I think, I think, uh, Noah, uh, my love to your family, yeah. uh, and everybody who's listening. Thank you. And again, if you want to support the hilarious hijinks of this podcast, you can go to patreoncom slash behind the racket pod.
2: Join us on social media at NoahRubin33,
1: at MikeCTennis, and at BehindTheRacket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you Behind the Racket.